Welcome to the next greatest 8-4 play podcast. Your best only first, last, everything in between, apocalypse, nothing left standing except for this podcast about (laughs) Japan and games and Japanese games. Uh, I am your host, Mark Gaming Jesus McDonald. We have a special holiday week episode in store for you. It's Golden Week. It's uh, what's called Golden Week here in Japan. And so we're running a little bit uh, different than normal. Um, Hiroko is out. Um, she's finally kind of taking a vacation. <laughs> sort of. uh, well-deserved vacation. Um, truth is, I just didn't want her here. Oh. <laughs> um, locked her out. Kinda, she's in the hall right now. That's the right. Door. That's Ru- right. Ruining the vibe a little. Yeah, bit. can't stand her talking. Can't stand the sound <laughs> of her voice. Um, but uh, in her place, we have a few. Uh, well, we have a uh, a new special guest. Um, yeah. uh, somebody that we see around here, but the audience hasn't. But uh, before that, uh, why doesn't uh, for the special holiday week? <laughs> Everyone, introduce yourselves and give yourself your special nickname. Oh no! Starting with uh, to my right. Yes, <laughs> uh, I am uh, Justin. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the thing I was. I'm ga- gaming JJ Epperson. All right, <laughs> gaming JJ. So you actually uh, did you fight JJ for? You did fight JJ being JJ for a little bit, right? Because there's no, no reason. I don't right. think so. Really? I walked in the I walked quick. in the office before I actually started working for where I was uh, just picking up magazines for you guys um, on the way home from work at the porn shop. Yeah, and like uh, I walked in one day and 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 you were like, "Yeah, we, we're gonna call you JJ," and I'm just like, <laughs> "Okay." There's no ostensible <laughs> but, reason. No, there's no other Justin. There is only one J in my name. Then there's no. Yeah, you have no middle name. Well, I mean, it's David, but right still, it starts with a J. Yeah, I think I think I was probably more righteously indignant for JJ after I heard that because I thought <laughs> that he was actually called JJ like all his life, and he's like, "No, no, no, it's a name they just gave me, and it's yes. stuck." And I was like, "Because Wait. it's nice and short and yeah. happy, right? Right?" And yeah. now you're the internet's JJ, internet's eight JJ. four plays JJ. 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 Internet. Yeah. Um. Also with us. Hello. Uh, yes. I am Tony. I don't have a problem, Losler. Ah, is this about an intervention that uh, that we staged for you last week? I I don't know if if, if intervention. Wait, what was you the don't drink actually? So. No, I, no, yeah. I don't. But I mean, I, I think is this for the Eve Online intervention that we're about to stage <laughs> yes. uh, for you. It, it could be. I don't okay. know how that's going to turn out. But really, it's it's because of Monster Hunter. Ah, yes. Because here, here's the thing. It's like normally I get home before my wife gets home yes. from work. Yes. And so usually in like, <coughs> I suppose like the hour or so before she comes back, I like, you know, I'm either making dinner for myself or doing whatever. And lately I've just been there playing Monster Hunter. She'll, she'll walk into the room and be like, aha. Uh-huh. Like she's caught me doing something, and and it's like, <laughs> like you're I masturbating. Just, you're like putting, yeah. putting it away under <laughs> the covers. You're like, well, oh, what? Well, you know, just it's uh, it's out there, and like I'm not trying to hide it or anything like that. And one time she's like, she's like, I think you, I think you're really really in love with that game because you're playing it every single time I walk into the room, and I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> love the game wait what's wrong but with loving the game you i yeah. may game. be addicted to the game okay that's what i'm saying what but. what what hour uh count are you at <laughs> right now 91 wow <laughs> and how long you been playing it uh how long how long have i it's about playing? a month it's about a month now i think yeah that's pretty good I'm, i mean yeah. by pretty good that's pretty bad but depending on how you look at it i guess right. i mean that's 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 a good chunk yeah. of time right yeah so I, I don't have a problem <laughs> 
I, I don't really. I could stop anytime I want. What's your uh, HR? My Hunter rank is still two, just because oh. I have no one to play online with. Oh right, yeah. So that's why I've been I've, I've been doing it all by myself. Oh, you're playing the 3DS version? Yeah. yeah. So oh, you're not okay. at all tempted to get a Wii U and just be like, imagine Wii U, man. Imagine anytime you want. There's other people you doing the exact what? quest that you, you know want what? to do. You know what? I love any time of day or night. I love to imagine that I'm not a poor student and that I have money and that I could yes. afford these things. Yes. And right now, my priority is like, okay, do I need to save up money for a Japanese 3DS and a Monster Hunter 4? I think that's probably in the pipeline. This is uh, the reason why I don't have a Vita. Okay. This is the reason mm. why I don't have a Wii U or anything else. I can respect that. So you're like, you're looking to the horizon. You're like, yeah. I want to be playing for. When everybody else is going to be playing it. I, well, I want to be maybe playing for it because the next thing that I'm thinking about, just, you know, in terms of practicality, yeah. I might not be here when 4 comes out. In Tokyo. Right. Meaning, right. In Japan. And from what I'm hearing from, like, you know, your experiences and whatnot, yes. playing with people, like, in different time zones is often difficult. It is. It is. It's less difficult if it were on a handheld, I would think, though, just because yeah. you can, you know, you could be in bed and still logging on and playing. It's not like you have to be also, in TV. Also, well, yes. So with your friends, yes. But with anybody, like, just getting online and mm. playing with somebody, right. since it's going to have real online, like... That's not a concern, you, right? You, you people, like, look at you. What are you trying to do to me? We're, we're enabling. <laughs> and yes. Japanese we're players, enablers. you know, are notorious sons of bitches. And by sons of bitches, I mean they're like the friendliest people in the world. So, like, yeah. you could basically yes. find them anytime mm-hmm. and they will play and help you. So, you don't have to really worry so much about the time difference right. as we do trying to play with our friends in the world. There's like level, you know, 80 dudes. I mean, you're probably going to be pretty high up there yourself, but just like hanging out that just live to like help other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're just, they're just, just there to so help you. They're kind just of bored like, how I play Dark Souls then. Yeah. like, Sunbro for life. Bodhisattvas is yeah. how I like to think of them. They're there to help you get into Monster Hunter Enlightenment. Also there to help us get into Monster Hunter Enlightenment. Uh, is me, John. The What am I? The golden child. And about by the time you're listening to this, because I'll be free of my, like, ah. it feels like a year-long deadline. Not the Eddie Murphy, uh, like, 1987 <laughs> <That too. laughs> vehicle. Mortimer, what the heck? <laughs> Do you want the knife? I'm so happy. Is that a reference to Golden Child? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so happy that ah, okay. the deadline will be over, and I'll be free, and I'll be not working, because I've been working pretty much every day. The one day that I didn't work, it felt like work because i was organizing a party out in the park all day so that was fun it was it was but yeah finally long project we've never talked about it because it hasn't been announced yet um, yeah i don't so know when it's going to be announced still hasn't been announced no um can't really really even hint about it but um i'm guessing it'll be out later this year early next year or something like that mm-hmm. finishing up a big part of that today just finished up uh, another big project the other day and finally gonna just sit down and play some games and relax yeah. what's first on your list I don't know. I have like a, I developed this crazy backlog just in like the last three weeks. There's Bioshock Infinite. There's um, there's La Mulana. There's uh, a couple of 3DS games I want to play. Like I do want to go back to Luigi at some point. Yes, Luigi's Mansion. Me and finish too. that. Yeah, um, I keep hearing lots of people talking about it. The Player One podcast guys are super hype on it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I kind of want to play at Bioshock for the same reason you did, just to get it over with before someone spoils it for me. But right. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, you're probably out of the woods now if you haven't gotten it significantly spoiled right. for you by yeah, now. I haven't. Uh, I don't know what Chris Kohler was talking about, by the way. I could spoil the shit out of that game in about three words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please you don't. Know? I don't know what he was talking about. You can really definitely easily spoil that game. I'm you, happy. Are, you are a big daddy. <laughs> oh. Apparently, I did too, and I didn't even realize it. Well, yeah. let's not think about it and talk okay. about it because right. I don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> right. but, uh, and finally, rounding out the cast, making his podcast debut... 
erstwhile intern, friend of the show, friend of ours, Mr. Hi, I'm Chris Regression Line something. <laughs> something? Read, read, read. Chris yeah, Regression me. Line Read. That's my last name. I forgot, sorry. That's the word that you're looking <laughs> That's for. That's what I was looking for. Um, why Regression Line, Chris? So uh, basically, I haven't been playing a lot of games. I have been playing some arcade games, but yes. uh, Regression Line is a thing in econometrics, which is what's kind of kicking my ass right now. And, uh, you know, I sleep and dream about it, and that's it oh, owns God. me. It owns me. So, so you're yeah. here. You are a student. Give people your quick, uh, your quick bio for, for, for fans that don't have yet have your 8-4 collectible trading card. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm a graduate student right now at a uh, big university here in Tokyo. You don't want to say the name? Uh, Waseda University. There you I'll go. Say it. <laughs> Drop the and, W bomb. Uh, yeah, yeah. Drop the name. <laughs> and uh, also interning here, which is really great. And basically, my main thing is arcade games and specifically shooting games. Yes. So uh, I do like fighting games, but I pretty much suck at them. So uh, my main specialty is like shooting games. And, yeah, like uh, Bullet, probably your nickname, had I done it as usual, maybe would have been Bullet Hell or Super Gun because we were talking about that there a little bit. That's such a cool name for something. The Super, Super Gun? Gun? Yeah. Super yeah, so I had a friend who had a, a Super Gun growing up uh, in high school. He bought it to play Street Fighter 2. Wow. At that time, it was pretty jank. I don't know if it still yeah, is. It was yeah. just basically for people who don't know. It was about a like a eight hundred dollar at that time. I think piece of kit that basically was just a converter between the arcade board and RCA jacks that would right, fit into your right. TV or it might have been S video. I don't even remember. Um, but I mean the the board, the arcade board didn't go into anything or anything. It just sat there. Yeah, it just sits there. That's how they're like now. Still, oh, okay. you know and. Basically, how I describe a super gun is it's just a box that plays an arcade board on your TV like a, a, right. a console. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't look pretty. So I they mean, have like HDMI. It has HDMI these days. Uh, HDMI kind of is kind of hard to find, but you can get like a pure RGB signal, S-video. Oh. Oh. Um, and then so I guess the optimal thing is to get the pure RGB signal that's either through com- uh, component oh, yeah. or 21-pin uh, RPG and then oh. put it in an upscaler converter. That's which, what I would have called you, 21-pin RPG. 21 that pin was RPG. the nickname I had in mind. <laughs> this is like some serious like old-school like game fan shit yeah, right yeah. here. So wait a minute. What's your, what's your current setup like do you have anything that can take actual advantage well actually actually before that let's back up like yeah so for people who don't know like why would anyone care about rgb or any of this kind of stuff well rbg R, uh, rgb specifically is like the best signal you can get from a low-res console like sega genesis super nintendo the RGB is the best quality. That's Why? like the com- component or composite uh, component of its time. Mm. Because I mean, you know, most back in the day, most of us were using you know RCA cables or maybe S video. But right. I mean, basically, RGB puts all that to shame. It's separating. Know? It's so it's it's RGB because it's separating red, green, blue, right through the like pure, pure yeah purity. So so basically, like. Each pixel is sharper, and each pixel's color is more. Yeah, accurate. exactly. You can see every scan line. You can see each individual pixel. Mm-hmm. Scan lines are awesome. Yeah, I scan, love scan lines. lines. Right. So right. explain real fast what is a scan line for somebody who does not know. Oh man, well, I mean, it's just it's like the pixel. It's the pure pixel and scan lines. Uh, I think it ha- it relates. I'm not super um, knowledgeable about this, but it relates to the the signal of the TV signal. So like PAL uses like 21 hertz, low res uses so refresh rate basically. Refresh rate, yeah. But but basically, if you remember like 
uh, going to the arcades back in the day and you look at the arcade monitors, they're super crisp and they, right. each, each line is very clear. Okay. And you can see each pixel that the, you know, the right. diner, designer, the graphic designer made and hand put there. Right. Put there. As opposed to a TV where it kind of blurs a little bit together. Right. right. And there are certain kinds of old school graphics that were designed with that blur effect in mind, right? Yeah, like, exactly. My experience is there are certain games that actually look better on a less quote unquote pure signal than others. And then there are games that, that all you really want the actual like pure pixel by pixel purity. And then there's some that are just kind of like a matter of, of preference. Like, right. like some people just are into one or the other. Yeah. Cause the picture is so pure that you can see a lot of the, the, the imperfections and things that, right? Yeah, so if I mean, it's not well designed, then right. it's going to show. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit like impressionistic. Some, some of the, especially like the later NES art and stuff was right. made taking advantage of all of that stuff, like uh, how it looked and stuff like that. Well, okay. So what's your current setup? Like, do you have any stuff uh, set up here? So like, my home setup is a, a very small CRT monitor. I don't have an HD HD setup, which is why I don't play a lot of modern games. I still love the modern games, but um, right. I have a, it's a so, called a Sony BVM monitor. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a commercial grade uh, CRT monitor that was used in like TV studios and stuff like that oh, for man. video editing. Yeah. And the picture is just like absolutely mint. That sounds fucking yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, you are like a serious, like heroin, like <laughs> junkie on this shit. On, you're like, on oh, you, this is YouTube, the shit the TV studios had. YouTube videos that show, like, show off the scan lines of monitors. It's been dubbed <laughs> scan line porn, <laughs> where people just like zoom in on the monitor. And be like, oh, look at those scan lines. <laughs> so wait, so what is what does this thing cost? What would it, how big is it? Uh, first of all, it, this this one's quite small, so it's uh, fourteen inches and probably about, weighs like six hundred pounds. It's re- pretty heavy and it's yeah. square. It's perfectly square, so you can turn it on its side oh. to play shooting games that are meant to be in oh, that nice. vertical but orientation. Only fourteen inches. Does that not yeah. bother you? Well, you know, I sit like two feet in front of the screen, so <laughs> right. it's probably not ideal. But but okay. it takes up less space, so that's good. And what would something like that cost? Uh, normally, quite quite a lot. Um, although right now people are throwing out their CRTs, so um, I got this on Yahoo Auctions Japan for like 4,000 yen. Oh, shit. And then, wow. and then okay. delivery, delivery was like, uh, you know, probably a, a couple thousand, I think. So That thing probably yeah. uses 4,000 yen in fucking power <laughs> just sitting off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm sure it like warms your entire apartment oh, too. Man. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Too, right? With like Yahoo auctions. Like if you don't have like a Japanese credit card, you can't buy anything over 5,000, right? Right, 5,000, oh. right. But, so. but it, luckily it was under... Right, like slightly that, under five thousand. So yeah. Nice. Well, what's yeah. so? What sorts of things? So you're the guy that I heard from. We mentioned, I guess, last episode a little bit that uh, like SNES collecting had kind of gone nuts recently. Oh yeah, prices and stuff like that. What kind of stuff are you into these days when you're cruising uh, Yahoo auctions? Kind of like the eBay of Japan or, or right. eBay or when I first got to Tokyo, it was all about Super Famicom, and that's what I'm into. And it's a lot cheaper here than Super NES in most cases. There sure. are like a few super rare games, but but yeah, you can get I mean Super Famicom games are dirt cheap compared to what you can get Super Nintendo games. So right. Because they were just a lot more of them in the, in the right. channels to yeah, begin exactly. with. Plus, they're all like in great shape. You can get them yes. in boxes and oh, manuals. Japanese oh, yeah. used games are they're, like better than so new games Seriously. of that era right. in, in America. <laughs> you go to America and you buy a used Super Nintendo game. It's got like fudge on it. And, oh, like, it's like a yeah, fucking marker. Like, yeah. you know, and they say it's very good condition. <laughs> right. And this is really yeah. good. It's like cracked. <laughs> Completely, right. it's all yellowed in the sun and shit. Right. So <laughs> um, um, na- nowadays, I-, I was on a big Neo Geo CD kick, 
and I was buying ah. a bunch of those games. And then now I'm kind of just cooled out like a little bit and I'm focusing just on my own school stuff and then going to the arcades and playing okay. arcade games. Well, and so. I want to talk about the arcades real fast too, but yeah. but real quick on the Neo Geo CD, uh, Polestar as a shooter yeah. guy. Yeah. You know Polestar? Yeah, great game. Okay. Fucking awesome. Great game. Fucking kick ass. If you um, like art type, you got to play Polestar. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was a bunch of X, I guess, IRM guys, I think. Um, what else? The Samurai Showdowns? What other stuff are you into? Um, the non-fighting games on Neo Geo CD are really good because the load times are e- not that bad. Right. And also, it's not as noticeable because like the later fighting CDZ? games. Uh, yeah, I do have a CDZ. Two-speed? Yeah, okay. two-speed. Uh, blazing fast. That blazing <laughs> two-speed two CD like drive. I, did, like I do. And like I remember I was reading a game fan when like they were talking about the 2x speed and like just like... It was a big oh deal, God. man. That fucking juggling monkey. You didn't want to be seeing him all right. the time. The loading <laughs> Neo Geo CD juggling monkey. I hate that monkey. Yeah, yeah. right? Fuck Some that monkey. Gosh. So yeah, so what What are Metal Slugs? What are uh, Metal you Slug's into? quite expensive. Um, I'm trying to think of like my Even favorite games. Even the CD version is very expensive. It's kind of weird because the early cd games are more rare and more expensive ah. the later games in general are more common and less expensive but on the home consoles it's like the opposite the old first generation aes games are really cheap and the later right. ones are more rare so it's kind of reverse just because sense. probably they made more of one and then the yeah, other sort yeah, of I thing so. yeah right well so what's your like is there a holy grail the holy grail of neo geo cd is called ironclad um i'm trying to think of the japanese name it's called like brickender or something weird like that yeah it's a side-scrolling shooter that was uh, uh exclusive to neo geo cd which is very strange hmm. Um, but it's a very good game, and uh, it's Terrible kind of business. it uses a sort of pre-rendered graphics kind of Donkey Kong Country, but it looks much better. And you can choose lots of levels, and it's uh, there's huh. a lot more levels in content compared to like your average Neo Geo game. And uh, you can get that on the uh, the Wii U Virtual Console, okay. Japanese oh, really? Virtual Console, which Wait, is a Wii big U? deal. The, the oh, Wii. Sorry, sorry, my, oh, my mistake. Wii. The Wii. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that game goes for uh, like probably over $200 in the shops for Neo Geo CD. So that's pretty yeah. high for a Neo Geo CD. Yeah. What about uh, the follow up to Polestar? Uh, Blazing Bla- Star. Blazing Star. That's only on uh, MVS and yes. was that ADS as well. I don't think I've played it. It's really great. It's more arcadey than Polestar. So Did some... it have unlimited continues or something? It had some something that, about, that I heard about it kind of turned me off. Otherwise, uh-huh. I would have fucking like run to the ends of the earth to find a follow-up you gotta play it you should really check it out but it's it's, you know uh, polestar is definitely more r type this is more arcadey and uh, okay you know there's like more charge up shots more like kind of bullet mazes and stuff like that right Um, both both are really good some people prefer polestar because i think it's more atmospheric and moody like r type is that way you know what about uh did you play neo geo viewpoint yeah and that is hard (laughs) that game is amazing though that game is really rewards mastery like people don't understand because it came out for playstation one it kind of looked better but they completely ruined it because it didn't have the slowdown it had a bunch of other weird issues you actually needed the slowdown in that yeah, game to yeah. make it even possible right. um but like the continue system and everything like really encouraged repeated play really underappreciated game i think and the artwork too the like 
pseudo 3D flat shaded, but actually not. Actually, sprites really I thought yeah, was yeah. amazing at the time. Would you call that pre-rendered graphics? I mean, I guess they, they look they hold well, up really well. I mean, yeah, I mean, it actually, it was just it was interesting because they like modeled them in 3D. Like a, a, yeah. a few games did this. Basically, Donkey Kong Country did this, but they modeled them. It looked like they modeled them in 3D and then just made sprites based on the 3D things. But so. I think the graphics and viewpoint have aged much better than a Donkey Kong Country. They have. <laughs> There's yeah. no like tie on the viewpoint. Yeah. The viewpoint. Um, spaceship that says viewpoint on you it. You know what hasn't example. aged very well is that Neo Geo X thing that I bought like two months ago. Ah, God. I played that once. Ah. I, I never, I never talked about it again after we podcasted about it. But I brought it home and played like pretty much every game once on my TV, and then I packed it up and it's been in my closet ever since. It's but you kind of knew that, right? I did, yeah. I did. I, 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 I said that even when I got it. But yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed. It's worse than I expected it to be because the controller like is not very good. Like it's not the controller didn't feel like accurate enough, and like the it doesn't really know how to the like, controller meaning the. Joystick, controller. The joystick that comes with it, yeah, it's just uh-huh. not. It's way better to play with the actual, you know, handheld itself. Right. There are a ton of those in the game shops used. People I bet. just unloaded that. You, you can buy them, I think, for like a, a little over a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know? I mean that. Well, that's that's what it was when I bought it. But I mean, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. It's not worth a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like it's nice. not. Now's it's not time. worth fifty bucks. I think I might have heard <laughs> like that swoop. They might be doing a new one, like a I hope updated people, version. I, I, think, I don't know. I think what I heard was that they actually announced they're going to release more games because well, that, that was they're the, going to do too. Yeah. But but I I think maybe an update of the hardware. If you buy the second one, you know, like on like on you not knowing any of this, fine. But if you bought the first one and then you buy the second one, you're an idiot, basically. What's, it, it, it's <laughs> what's it called? Neo, Neo, Geo Neo Geo X. X. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we were also hyped on it. Like, yeah, I mean, I like it's a really pretty little, little piece of kit like it, look, right. it looks good and everything but like just like and it's it's some of those games are fun to go back to but right i'd rather just play them on the thing that those little handheld itself than like hook it up to your tv mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well anyway. um so what's hot in the arcades just to just to round it out what are you playing in the arcades uh, in, for in the shooter days? shoot 'em up world um well it's kind of old at this point but the latest dodon pachi game by cave uh, i believe it's called dodon pachi side yeah yeah um what does that mean uh I don't know. <laughs> JJ? It's like the ultimate king, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. It's like a, I'm leaving stuff out, I think. So the, the Dodonpachi game before this one was called Dodonpachi Daifukatsu, which is uh, Dodonpachi Great, Great Resurrection Revival. or yeah. something like that. And that one was kind of thought of as more beginner-friendly for shoot 'em up fans. This latest one is definitely aimed more at the hardcore because it is tough. It's super difficult. I, I actually quite like, I prefer Daiojo, um, Asai Daiojo. Aren't they all yeah. super tough? Like the Dodonbachi games? Some less than others, though. I think for cave fans, if you want to get into cave shoot 'em ups and bullet hell, the best one is probably ESP Galuda for PlayStation uh, yeah. 2. And then after that, I don't know, maybe Mushihime Sama. Mushihime is, I think, a good yeah. intro. And that's available shooter. on that's X- iOS, even, right? iOS, and, right. right. Um, and Xbox. Escaluda has better systems, though. I think it's it's more kind of interesting to get into. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what else? Um, Other- well, recently released um, is Crimson Clover uh, on the Nescafe Live Nescafe Live. Wow, Nescafe system. is making arcade games now. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I thought they were just about coffee. <laughs> well, th- this is a this is an arcade system where you can. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how it works, but you can play uh, games that it's and it's all linked through a network throughout Japan. Okay, and uh, there's there's different games on it, but uh, this Wait, is. So is it is it Nescafe or Netcafe? <laughs> Net- Nescafe. Nesca Live, I think. It's like Don't Google cl- Nescafe because you're probably not going <laughs> to find know. it. A, a cloud gaming service for arcades, basically. Like Something like for, that. Yeah. It's like a Play Virtual Choice Fighter, 10, right? except for Play Choice 
cloud infinity. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. We actually yeah. were friends with the. Um, yeah. That's a friend of the show that the made Crimson Clover. We were briefly talking to him about that game. We actually did a just for the shit of it retranslation, right? Yeah. Of of parts of the English of that game. I I don't know if he ever yeah, ended I don't up know using. If he used it or not. I'm curious. It's out in our case. Way better now. than what was in there. <laughs> yeah, we just did it kind of for this is cool and we support you and we wanted to get this on and maybe we'll talk to him again sometime it's, soon. It's but. an amazing game and it is. It really it is. Was first released on the PC and it's known as like a dojin game, kind of like a um fan game sort of right but, but there's nothing amateurish about this game. one of the rare cases where it's not full of like anime characters and yeah, stuff like that right, right. Uh, apparently this guy the guy who made it um also was like he's big into shooters and um does uh uh strategy dvds for right. cave games right that's like his day job yeah super basically. player then, huh? yeah mm-hmm. he is it was wow. a cool guy too like, which explains uh, why the game is like right so like on point um well cool um, anything else in any new arcade games that you're playing? You're not like a fighting game guy at all? Uh, no, I'm just not good enough at them, basically. I know that yeah. feel, man. Like a Graham, Graham I came, back. I, I came to Japan doing. thinking like, I'll play Virtua Fighter all the time. <laughs> I'll never, yeah, I'll <laughs> play, yay. And like, like I got killed by a wolf player in like 10 seconds. And like, I just was like, this is a oh, lot of money. I can't do this. Killed so by weird. a wolf player. Dude, wolf is great. I have been watching the NorCal regionals, which happened the last weekend. Yeah. Uh, the top 32 in uh, Street Fighter. Oh, just wow. kind of on in the background. That's kind of like my football substitute. <laughs> Pretty fucking awesome. Really? Yeah, so far. I don't know who. I'm not even in the top 16 yet, but like super enjoying that. Evo's coming up soon, right? Evo's coming up soon, yeah. This is one of the major like I'm so pumped qualifying events so um yeah a lot of those guys there but uh so enough retro stuff what have people been playing a little more closer to home a little more recently bioshock infinite i we're not it's been talked to death i feel like i can't add too much about that that's what i've actually spent most of my right. time playing kind of recently tony i know you finished it we talked about it mm-hmm. giant bomb did an awesome thing where they talked about it for two hours while Vinny finished playing the game so you're seeing it and they're talking about everything that happens it's actually really brilliant way of covering it i encourage people if you've finished it once you finish it check that out um there's been some good interesting stuff written on it too i don't i feel like there's honestly at this point not much we can add people would want us to anyway so yeah uh but what else what else people been playing what about i actually want to know about la mulana la mulana you guys have been playing yeah uh first of all yeah what it is la mulana is is a game that came out as freeware in the early 2000s uh for p for pc uh made in japan totally homebrew um and yeah it came out for free and then eventually uh, it was going to come out on WiiWare, and this is—I'm a little fuzzy on what actually happened, but it turned out like they didn't actually. End it came up out in Japan. It. it didn't come out in the in US. America. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. There was uh, some problem with like DLC, like certification and other stuff, or whatever. There was, it was yeah. a big public, like kind of ugly. It was story a weird between them and though they're at the time publisher in the US, right? right. And uh, it was like a remake, so it had updated art and music and stuff like that. Eventually, it came out on Playism. Here in Japan, and then now it's uh, it got green lighted on Steam. What is Playism? Playism is a uh, it's sort of eh, like a Steam Dorito like service. It. Yeah, Dorito it. It's like whatever. It's, anyways, it's out on Local Steam. Steam. It's on Steam. And uh, anyways, it's a, a it is a two D side scrolling Metroidvania that is fucking hard as shit. Right. So it, I think the gaff 
thread name is something like 2D Dark Souls or yeah. something. Which is actually, as yeah. much as Dark Souls name is thrown around, yeah. from what I've seen of it, seems very apt. Yes, it is actually quite. <laughs> it's it's even, I would say, a bit harder than Dark Souls. It's tough. Is it is fair? I saw some stuff that looked borderline like unfair. Like, it's fair. It's fair. But like I think it's more like the Dark Souls comparison is in that um, the puzzles can be just totally like... Like on Fez level, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Like, how mm-hmm. would I even know? And like, actually, I would an example. The, the traps too. Yeah, I would compare it more to like Castlevania two. In fact, there's a there's oh. a really cr- well in inscrutable, thing? not inscrutable. There are clues thrown out throughout the whole game, but like there was a there was one puzzle where there's this uh, eye of Ra, and um, to unlock this chest that's in a room, you have to uh, stand under that eye of Ra for a few seconds, and then the chest opens. But oh, there's a there, sound like there's like a there's like a box under the eye of Ra. Like there are boxes throughout the whole game that you like put a piece of wood on and then like it'll set off a trap or something might open. It's like kind of like a switch. Okay. Um so you would go the first time you went in there, you would go in there and put a piece that piece of wood on the switch, and actually the eye of Ra falls out and hits you on the head. And you think, <laughs> Oh, that was just a trap. You would never kill back. You. It wouldn't kill you. It takes oh. off a lot of your life. Okay. It may kill you, but right. yeah. I see, I see. Um but you wouldn't know. Um Unless you played more of the game and found, like, there are stones with hints yeah. r- written on them throughout the whole area. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole game. And uh, are all... those pretty, like, straightforward? Like, no. hey, stand under the eye of Ra no, no, for no, two no, no. seconds. There's, like, the, su- the sun is in the east and you must blah, blah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very... <laughs> this is a game you play with the wiki open on your second screen. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but... That sounds would, like Dark Souls as well. Then. Yeah, that's that's kind of like where like the whole Dark Souls thing for me comes from. But um, I will say that like I'm really like it was a game that I was kind of sort of interested up until now, and like I was like, yeah, I'll probably play that eventually. We talked about it on the podcast with Kevin Gifford way back yeah. when, like I don't know, two year a year or two ago. But uh, so I ended up playing it, and at the beginning I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? And then, like you know, it's funny because at the beginning of the game. Uh, you're just like in this outside area and there are these tents around and you don't know what to do and you kind of explore for a while and you probably die a whole bunch and you just, it's it's almost like the beginning of Dark Souls. Is the time after you die to get back up pretty quick? Like, is there a lot of auto-saving or how's... No, there are, there are save points. Uh, um, and auto-saving until partway into the game. Yeah, really and, and weird, you know, but... at the beginning it's pretty tough, but then you get like this warp thing. And every time you warp, it saves, and it's okay. not—it's not so bad. Okay. Uh, but at the beginning, you're totally lost. You don't know what to do. And uh, for me, like, um, you know, you're at the beginning. You're supposed to go in the tents. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Like, I walked <laughs> up and I pressed buttons, and I was like, "I'm not going in these tents." So, Wait, I guess so you didn't not get it. the email thing. No, or? I didn't. I didn't do. I, like, I was running around. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then I go in the tent, and I'm like, "Oh fuck! This is what I was supposed to do." And I'm just sitting there like. You know, I, I wrote some tweets about this, but like, you know, what if Zelda were to come out today? How many people would actually go into the cave to get the sword without but going around? But the thing with Zelda is, you, I mean, with, with this game, you already have the whip. So whether you, because, right, you could still whip shit without before going right, into the cave. So right. maybe they should have made it where you just can't leave the first area until you go well, in there. What are you getting by going into the tent? Exactly? You get, you get, well, there are a few tents. There's a place where you can get, uh, just a couple shops. Uh, a couple shops, and like the guy will open up the entrance to the actual dungeon. Oh, okay, that's what you need. need yeah, to that's do. what I, I see. Needed. I see. And the the shops will sell you uh, stuff so you can read the tablets and. All but sorts it's of so things. it's in the same vein of not not only not over explaining stuff, but even like 
kind of under explaining Very stuff and kind of figuring stuff out on your own. Yeah, the first hour of the game is not so much, you know, like, well, the first hour of most games now teaches you how to play the game. The first hour of right. this game is you figuring out how this game is going to play. Yeah. Like how exactly like this guy jumps, like you can't change direction midair. Mm. You have to go into like these tents to like to basically buy things, which you don't have money when you start off with it you know, right. you start to start off with, but you need to buy things that basically lets you do basic things in the game, like read tablets. Mm. to read the hints you know and to decode the tablets so that you can actually read the tablets and it's, so it's right it's like the first hour of the game are you meant to of... grind and then come back or uh well but there are there are places where you can go before going into the dungeon like there are items that you need to get before going in there and okay you, and you uh, gather the money as you're doing it okay um well how does it feel what are the controls tight give me the give me the like basic controls and tight man uh, there's, you know, it's, you know, it's a little Level bit, two, it's, it's, uh, it's also a little bit spelunker because when you fall off a ledge, you go straight down. It totally reminds me of spelunking. Um, and the yeah. jump, the jump is, is a little weird. Like, um, if you hit like forward and jump at the same time, you'll like jump out, you know, for like a normal jump. But if you like jump and then hit forward, you'll jump straight up and then fall at an angle. Hmm. It's really kind of weird. It's cool, but it, it's a little different. Okay. Um, but give me some uh, value judgments here. So Good, bad, like just I played it all day Sunday. My wife value judgment. I don't even know how much it costs because we got shout out to Josh for not value judgment, codes, but I don't know how much it costs. Not, not value judgment in terms of money. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, value judgment in terms of. Did you do this? It's a good thing. Or you yeah. do this? Uh, it should be more like that. Like good, bad. I, I I would probably like it if it was more, a little more hand holding, or like the these hints were a little bit better. Uh-huh. Um, there's a way you can save hints. There's there's like a little memory thing because you have a computer with you, you can save the hints right and, and refer to them later. But like I just use a wiki. Um, I I do feel like it should be a little a little, little more tell you a little bit more. But I mean like I. I fucking played it all, all Sunday. My wife got mad at me <laughs> playing it. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I got in like my son. He loves it too. And he's like, game, game. And I'm like, yes, let's do this. And yeah. Your it, son can be like any game. You're just like, no, he, he wants to play. No, he does. He, he wants he, to play La Mulana. He, I, can't, I can't. I have he, to play he, it. He gets in my chair. And he's like, right. down. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And he's like, game. And I'm like, yes, all right, let's do this. Game it'd be, it'd be great if he was like a like an idiot savant where he was like, he knew exactly. Like, Stand under rock <laughs> two like, seconds. Like, like, like a wizard. Like, how did you know? <laughs> yeah, he just like instinct- yeah. instinctively... <laughs> When they when they I made the game, they you know, <laughs> I don't I don't mean in that sense. <laughs> I know I'm just <laughs> when Nara when Nara Murasan, the guy who made the game, he was talking about it at GDC. But when they made it was an the, awesome speech. Yeah, probably. when they made it, basically they designed the game to kind of be like a like a uh, uh, an homage to you know MSX games back in the day, like this kind of that graphic style and those, yeah. those sort of two D platforms. Actual games. MX MSX games are lying around in the game that are like items and stuff too. Oh really? Yeah, and like mm. the the graphics and the music too, especially are very reminiscent of that era. The music is. Really really good it kind of reminds me of east a little bit it's got that mm, same kind of like totally. rocking you know sound that games of that era had it really feels like a like a glorified 16-bit game it's yeah. really pretty cool and they did some stuff that like maybe we talked about this on the podcast before like metroid zero mission did where it's like people because that game has kind of has a big reputation at least in japan right and a big fan following and it's yeah. kind of one of those internet games um but you know there were certain tricks and things. I think we talked about this before. We did. Yeah, okay, yeah. where there's like a specific boss and it was known that if you stand here, like you can just kill the boss really easy. Right. And the boss like smashes that location. Yeah. And so like Metroid Zero Mission, it addresses stuff that the fans already knew about it, which is a really cool 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a cool way to remake it. a game. Yeah. yeah, right. The game, the game itself is just like it's full of things like sequence breaking, and it's it's one of those games that like they're actually achievements for speedrunning. Right. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. And so I really want to play the game, but I just I don't have a joypad or anything, which I'm probably going to have to get pretty soon. You have a my, PS3 controller. I have a PS3 controller, and yes. you have a USB plug. You're right. Then yeah. you have a game thing. For well, your, well said. Now well you just put. need a PC. That's what I use. Well, I I have my Mac laptop that I could do, put boot camp on or whatever. Yeah. But Mo- um, motion motion joy is awesome. But it's not it's not coming. It's not known that it's coming to any consoles or anything like that. Not I guess. any new ones. I, not that I, maybe 3ds. It would be a good fit on like PSN or something. But no, it's not announced for anything else. Uh, okay. Wouldn't it like Vervita? Wouldn't that be a fucking just awesome yeah. fit? Like is, a great isn't it all WiiWare? It's, it's on WiiWare we in Japan, Japan. Japan only. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, cool. And Tony, you're like a takeaway from from it. Uh, well, I, I kind of agree with with Justin that it should be a little bit more handholdy, or at least things should be. You mean JJ? Yeah, I don't know who Justin. Who's is. Justin? Talking about. <laughs> you mean JJ? That's still my name. I mean JJJJJ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that uh, that it should uh, at least not handholdy, but it should at least kind of. I think the hint should be better. Yeah. Like reading the tablets and stuff. I don't. I don't glean anything from reading any of the tablets or anything. I mean, or I know they're supposed to be hints, but. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, in the same way that you think, like Dark Souls never explains, like Dark Covenants. Souls never explains anything. Yeah. But I feel like you eventually get it, like you know, with experimentation. Yeah, but you, like the covenants, you don't get the covenants in Dark Souls. Perhaps you not, have to read that in a wiki. Here's the thing: it's like opening up a wiki and then watching like people play it on like uh, YouTube. Yeah, I remember going back and be like, "Well, how the heck would I know to do that?" Kind uh, of thing okay. with, with with you know um, La Mulana, but. Yeah, in Dark Souls, like you know, doing the same thing, actually talking it out with people, yeah, discovering it, you know, that discovering the game with them at the same time, yeah, that was something that was magical for me. But sure, it's just not there for me with La Mulana. I mean, the game is good; I'm yeah. enjoying it, but the beginning was incredibly frustrating in a way that Dark Souls never was for me. So you're mm. just you guys just you guys are totally into it. You just feel like the the barrier to get through the frustration barrier. Yeah, you have something to, to watch. You have to break through that initial like whoa, what's because yeah, the game looks really good. Like yeah. I mean, it, it hits that spot that like kind of sweet retro it's, spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm fucking super into it, and uh, uh, yeah, like my one thing is like if if they could have the hints for the rooms. At least in the same area, not like in a completely different stage, you know? <laughs> right, right, that right. That kind of thing I would be. It doesn't even have to be in the same room. Just. Well, what about switching gears completely? Uh, Monaco is the other game that both you guys have been playing. I've yes. heard a lot about yeah. this kind of like the heisty, um, like, God, I don't even know how you would describe the graphics. It's almost like Odyssey 2 level main characters along with a little bit better stages. It's, but it's like a, a Metal Gear meets Gauntlet. An overhead. 2D old school yeah. Metal Gear meets Gauntlet because you can have four people. Right. And they all have different classes. They have different classes, different skills, yeah. different specialties. It's, yeah. Top down stealth heist game. Basically, I think of it as inter- basically as uh, Ocean's 12 as a game, <laughs> but with a four man crew. Yeah. Right. 12. Okay. <laughs> and it won a shitload of awards like two, three years ago at right, the IGF yeah. stuff. But they then got that $100,000. It's, it's, it's been one of those games that's 10, been shown around. Like, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Shown around at like, you know, the IGF right. and all these other shows just, you know, and they show up, people play it and then they keep asking, when's it going to come out? And right. they're like, oh yeah, a little bit later. It finally came out. And yep. I'm not exactly certain what happened in those, you know, the past couple of years, what exactly they've been fine tuning. But mm. as far as I can tell, um, pretty much what everyone's said so far about it is pretty much true that, as a single player game, 
not that fun no as like a multiplayer game mm-hmm. i think that's where the magic lies because uh, yeah basically i think half of the fun of that game is basically it's 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 like any kind of like heist movie it's getting a it's getting your friends together and developing this well-oiled machine to steal stuff uh-huh. you know that's the kind of one thing i think that 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 heist movies really evoke right that this game gives you that opportunity but you need to have three friends in order to do it so it encourages that kind of like pre-planning i mean how are you doing it like on voice chat you're just like hey you can okay do text so or voice yeah. I, yeah I tried it with text with, with with my younger brother because i was playing it with him while he was actually at the camouflage office so he couldn't yes. get on <laughs> skype but um oh yeah, ryan uh-oh. payne's gonna hear this <laughs> but but chat just did not work it was yeah it was it's it was, gotta be voice it's pretty dire it's gotta be voice so is it a lot of planning before it happens goes down or is it is it shifting as stuff goes on it's like okay i'm gonna go in hit these two guards well, just, just, you in the meantime just the nature of, of like the game that we were playing because for me it was the first time and, and my brother had only been playing it a few times with some of the folks at camouflage it's it's we were we were doing things kind of on the fly yeah. so give me an example like i like i just started saying but give me an example run through of a level you know what i mean like mm-hmm. here's your pre game chatter i mean you know keep it quick but here's your pre-game chatter then here's what happened in the levels and here's what oh, you had to say and then you completely honest, so we haven't even got that far to actually planning out the levels but i mean ostensibly like the setup is is, is such that you you basically want to go into a level to steal a particular thing whether it be documents um like someone sees possessions or if you want to break someone out of prison right this is the this is the early game even like in the in the in the single player um but you know but what a, give me an example of like the kind of chatter is it like oh shit that guy's waking up somebody go knock him out or somebody turn off the lights or like give me the kind of moment to moment ostensibly exam- yeah that's, examples. It's, 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 it's stuff like that and also like oh i've got like all this heat on my tail can you draw some of them away i'm gonna hide here in this bush i'm over in this area right. there's then- a there's like a room full of lasers. Can you hack this computer and I'll hack the other one? Yeah. And then these guys can move through and like, you know, go through the door. Okay. And, uh, and do all sorts of cool. Like Give that. me more examples like that. Well, other, I, other I, stuff. I think it might also <laughs> be helpful for, for us to explain kind of the different classes in the game as well. Yeah. Okay. So like there's, there's basic, I think there's eight classes. I think it is like you start I think off. There's four. Well, there's you, you only have four players in a game, Yeah. but there's eight different classes. I okay. Think. okay. Um, you start off with the, uh, I think it's the, the locksmith. Yeah, and like all the doors in this game, pretty much are locked. Everyone can get through a locked door, but the locksmith can get through them quicker. Um, then after that, I think you progress to I think it's the the pickpocket. The pickpocket has base, it's basically an organ grinder character with the, the monkey, right? Yeah. The monkey will be able to like steal like you know um, money that's within your viewable range. Okay, and also from like other NPCs that you know like are there. Like it'll be able to, to to steal money from them without them alerting like guards and whatnot. Okay. And then there's also, let's see, next up I think is this guy they call the mole who yes. has what is called his freedom spoon. He can bust through like, <laughs> he can bust through walls in the game, basically. Right. He can tunnel right. through stuff. So if for example like, like JJ was saying earlier that, you know, oh like oh there are these these laser traps here. I can't get through here. Someone call the mole will bust through the wall instead. Mm. You can have someone like, you know, do that as that well. Sounds kinda awesome. There's someone yeah. they have called the cleaner. Who is, I guess, the muscle? He'll Kills come and people. he'll he can sneak up. Actually, doesn't kill them. I think he puts them to sleep. Basically, right. how very um, progressive. Because you can you can kill people in the game and they turn to skeletons. But it's like in Metal Gear, if they if they uh, guard sees a skeleton, they'll be like, "Hey, what's going on?" Oh, okay, pretty much, yeah. And then there's also the gentleman who huh? can. What's that? The gentleman can 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 disguise oh. himself as like you know an NPC when he when he's not in in view of any of the other players. There's oh that's awesome ostensibly what else is there? That's all right. That's I just wanted to get kind but of but basically like you you know like 
the, the mechanics are such that you you sneak around, try not to, to to alarm the guards, and every single like character class has like a trait that can help you make that sneaking around a little bit easier. But of course, it's unique to that character. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to have you know your friends help you out in situations where like okay, say for example, like yeah, there's just no way to enter a room. Either call the mole or call like the hacker who can kind right. of deactivate the power grid and and that kind of a thing. Gotcha, gotcha. It's yeah. a very frantic, very colorful right. like you know um, mm-hmm. environment and whatnot. But surprisingly enough, like when you watch like videos of of for me, like when I watched the trailers, it looked absolutely insane. Like I didn't know what was going on. Right. Yeah. But it's you, surprisingly like for a stealth game, it is very fast paced. It's an arcade stealth game basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, which sounds which, pretty cool. Yeah. 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 But you know, that said, like once you're in it, it's actually very easy to understand and it, it is incredibly totally. fast. But this is where the biggest problem for me comes in is if you're playing online with someone it's probably best to like you know get people in a in a room together and play it via uh, chat because lag is a serious problem. Oh, I really? didn't have any problems with That's lag. I, my my issue playing online was like, and I, I haven't played with any friends yet, but like I played with just some random dudes, and they were just fucking like barreling through the stage. Uh, I'm just right, like, oh, right. what are you guys wait up? Well, like any multiplayer game, it's going to depend on the quality yeah. of your because yeah. a, ga- a game does does also have um like time specific. Uh, uh, rankings and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you you can just um, do stuff, right? And stuff, do stuff and stuff. Yeah, that was I think their original catch right phrase. Monaco, copy. Do, do stuff, stuff and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was not what's mine is was yours is mine or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 you guys are into it. What are you guys playing it on? Uh, PC. It's a Steam game. Okay. It's only on. It's Wait, only can on you PC play it on anything else? I don't think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no. at least not for the meantime. I don't think. Oh, but okay. I, I hope. I hope later on I'll be able to play it on like my Mac, for example. But, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess anybody been playing anything else? Uh, Robot recent? Unicorn Attack Two. Just give me the like elevator friend of the show, uh, Chris Johnston's game. <laughs> Have you bought anything? Let me just say that it's free to play. I, I I usually don't do any purchasing, but I've been playing a lot of it. Um, I. It, like I remember, we were uh, talking about it. I was like, eh, yeah, because uh, like I remember, you know, I remember when the second uh, Robot Unicorn Attack came out, the Heavy Metal Edition. Oh, I would yeah. play that. And I was just like, okay, no, I'm done. Uh huh. But then I, I downloaded this because it's free to play, which yep. is great. Yep. Uh, and like I'm hooked all over again. And there's some really cool like uh uh, uh social features. There's this thing where you can pick a side from like the the Hell Demon Unicorn or the uh, un- uh <laughs> the Rainbow Unicorn. Right. And like there's like a community goal that both of the sides have to reach and whoever like reaches it the fastest or does, does it the most uh, will okay. get extra coins and stuff at the end of the day. Right. Um, and like they've added a little, a lot more flavor to the game. Like one, the graphics are a lot better Two, uh, and the music's pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, what are the default songs? Like default, the default song is by a guy named module. He did the soundtrack for shatter, which has got an amazing soundtrack. But I mean, the first game was all about. It was always all about track. always by um, Erasure. Erasure, but you can uh, you can actually buy that right um, as well as because they have to pay the license fee. Uh, so you can't a get few it. other songs, right. but I mean, if there's no stock licensed song. There's only one no, song, right? Just Period. the just the the song that they had the guy uh, module make. Basically. Okay, which is a great like cheesy ass great song. <laughs> okay, um, but no, but nowhere near on the level. Of I don't the last know, one. man. Like, because this is a song nobody's ever heard of. Whereas the last right. one, it, but the more I play, half the fun is the nostalgia of this corny. It song. It sticks in yeah. my head. It's definitely, it's definitely good. You should give it a okay. shot. Okay, right. is it a rhythm um, game? Uh, no, it's it, it's, it's a like a runner. runner. It's a runner game. Um, but it's, uh, like I was you saying, never heard of Robot Unicorn Tanks? I watched videos earlier. Okay. 
Um, but uh, yeah, like they they added a lot of weird flavor. Like there's like this very dark undertone when you start the game. <laughs> like uh, like some text will come out of the screen and it'll be like fuel for the fire. It's like you're gonna die over and over again. And it's like you will die and stuff. Like it's like <laughs> it's just like really weird and dark undertones and like you can do things like buy flames and it's 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 really cool actually. All right. Well, yeah, you're into it. You're posting your scores to Twitter and all that. Uh, no, Haruki is posting my scores. <laughs> to Twitter. <laughs> the dark middle chapter. Yeah. He's already aw. He's viral marketing. Yeah, look at bit. him. We've all been playing a little uh, Tomonachi collection too. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. A little bit every day. I go in my my apartment and see what people are up to. Yeah, everybody. If you want to see what's going on in our uh, Tomodachi collection, new life or whatever yeah. uh, you would call it, uh, translation of the Japanese name. Yeah. Check out um, at Jean Snow Me. That's J E A N S N O W. Yes. M-I-I, that is... Um, <laughs> friend of the show, Jon Snow. Friend of the show, yeah, Jon really Snow, into super into it. That is his me, and you can kind of follow his adventures and what he's up to totally. these days. Um, yeah, man, he's so into it. He loves it. Loves he loves it so shit. much that he doesn't tweet as often as he should, but you yeah. can see his special tweets every now and yeah, then. Yeah, he needs so. to He needs to tweet more often, actually. But um, actually, yeah, you can get a, a nice Dan fight. Also, friend of the show has been yeah. tweeting up a lot of stuff. Like Yeah, Fight Club on Twitter. It's fun watching that stuff. It's definitely all about the social hooks and stuff in that game. Totally. And, um, you know, Twitter kind of makes that. Guy. Like, I wish yeah. they would have put Twitter in the game, but... So we they actually, if they ever localize that into English, or they absolutely have to put that stuff as like default, like online functionality, Twitter, Facebook, right. Vine. That sort the of fun stuff. of that game isn't the game; it's sharing right. your experiences. Exactly. With. Yeah, I mean that's what we've been saying since yeah. the last. In fact, that's, collection. that's what the commercials are. They're like you know, a bunch of old men talking about how like they got uh, that he had turned down three women all at once <laughs> and like this guy's listening like oh my god did that really happen the other the other thing is actually i think this is in news but they after us talking about it really about how they needed to have a uh a yeah. social integration app thing or whatever they have one now <laughs> that's only for i think animal crossing and tomodachi collection yeah but it also appends the like ridiculously long name yeah, onto the, the end of the full name of the fucking game. Yeah, so you've so got like bad. ten ten words you can that's, fit in. That's no good. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. That, so don't, that, don't and it that. also <laughs> is a difference being at system level than being like at right. You still have to go in the browser and, and stuff, stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah. But that's why uh, that's why I use the other like the the homemade. It should Twitter just be a button poster. in the game. Just like right next to the save button, there should be like a share button. Right. Basically. Yep, exactly. I agree. Exactly. So um, I guess that's about it for what we've been playing. Why don't we uh, take a break? And when we come back, we will jump into news. News. Be right back. Okay, we're back with news. JJ. We're news. What the hell was that? I don't know. That's the new that's um, the new news yeah, song. It's, intro. It's, got a, it's got a fart in it. Um so and there has been news. There's been real news. Fucking we didn't really do news. news last time, but yes. Yeah, has there? Real news. Console wars heating up as people seem to have think oh, they ever went away. Yeah. Which they didn't. Yeah, no. Um acting like they forgot about that. <laughs> 
Um, so finally kind of sort of starting to say stuff, but not really. Microsoft. Microsoft. Announced their event, a gathering. Unveiled a gathering. Very Renaissance Festival <laughs> way of, of putting it. A gathering. <laughs> Bring your, your juggalos. Come hither forth to see at May 21st in the city of Redmond. Uh, a Renaissance Fair. A new generation revealed. <laughs> at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's yeah. 2 a.m. dark time. Right. Japan time. Everybody's staying up for it? What uh, day of the week is it? I'm assuming. I, it's like a Tuesday or something. May 21st. Can anybody see it from here? It is a Tuesday. So yeah. it'll be a um, Tuesday night when, here. Yeah, Wednesday morning. I guess. Wednesday morning, technically. You guys will still be there when I wake up. Hey, that's a podcast week, so that'll be fun. Make sure when you talk about it, you include the hashtag Xbox Reveal. Yeah. Are you serious? They actually yes. said to do that? Apparently so. <laughs> wow. So, yes, yeah, so apparently it's going to have Xbox in the name, at least. I, as if that was ever a question. Yeah, Xbox was, Fusion. Xbox, Xbox Infinity. Infinite. Infinite. Um, or it could just be the Xbox. That's yeah. what I heard. It yeah. won't be just the Xbox. I promise. Okay. <laughs> so, blah, blah, blah. Press is going there. Nineteen. This is 19 days before E3, basically. So, that's when they're going to show the games. Uh, blah, blah. It's been codenamed Durango, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot more to talk about stuff, more stuff apparently leaked about it or news leaked about it. But, um, yeah. What do you guys think? Too late? Too no. early? I think not? if it was after E3, it would be too late. But <laughs> yeah, it's right. fine. I'm kind of surprised. Like the length of silence. Microsoft is getting kind of kicked in the teeth right now. Yeah. In yeah. the press. Yep. And I, I kind of feel like it's a presidential election where it's like the primary before the primaries. Ultimately, is yeah. it going to matter? Probably not. But it's like they're just getting shit on for like, <laughs> it's for gonna, like three months solid. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to matter if they don't come out and like blow our pants off, basically, because they really need to come out and like have something super impressive at this point. Because otherwise, you know, at the at the yeah at the end, I think it's going to come down to it's. I, I feel exactly the way I do about the presidential election, where it's like this week, you know, it was like. Oh, Hillary Clinton is totally, this is crazy. Obama can never do it. Oh, next week, it's, this person said that and they totally fucked up and now right. whatever. And in the end, it usually is doesn't seem to have mattered well, at all. I'm curious what they could do to actually engender the kind of goodwill that like Sony's got now. Well, that's the thing. Not like, much. They're getting like knocked on the whole indie side of things. They're getting knocked. And, and, and the being quiet about things is starting to kind of come off as hubris, even if it's not. A little bit, yeah. Even right. if it's just because there's all these shitty rumors circulating and the fact that they timed their announcement so late. Right. Make, it, I, they really are getting taking a, a PR hit. Again, is it going to matter if they have, you know, if they have some kick-ass games at launch? I don't think so. No. Um, but, but are they going to? I don't know. But what well, they will have, supposedly, apparently, according to a uh, Polygon.com story, a lot of our news from Polygon.com, some from Kotaku, some from Joystick, some from NeoGAF. Thank you to and MagWeasel.com. All our people, yes, all our uh, sponsors, whether they know it or not, <laughs> sponsor our news segment. Right. Uh, so sources tell Polygon. That the current version of the next-gen console, this is the next-gen Xbox console, includes a next-gen approach to video sharing, anti-piracy protection, social networking, and a massive expansion of the Xbox 360's popular achievement system. So, basically, in a nutshell, uh, A, kind of DVR-like capability where you can go back to whatever you've been playing, choose the scenes that you want to share, share those. Optional, turn it on or off. Um, Also... 
you can it like be set it to record magic moments quote unquote um <laughs> that might be polygons thing, but like headshots yeah. um beating a boss i don't know what else you would like qualify as would it do the thing like in with the connect where it re- records you doing like a fist pump while you're doing it so like you beat a boss and you're like <laughs> fuck yeah and then like freeze frames <laughs> yeah you, you jump up into the air <laughs> right. and it, fr- it freezes that would be awesome Go yeah starburst i hope so that's a magic moment i guess we will pause on each of these and then talk about them so uh yeah potentially like if if it's always record if it's like a tivo and and longer than a three minute five minute delay or whatever it's always kind of in the background recording what you did where after the fact you're like oh fuck this whole sequence leading up to now was awesome that's a cool idea yeah Yeah, Yeah, that's more than sony right because sony's is what like wasn't like 30 seconds or something or 60 seconds for a few minutes i thought but like i you know well yeah streaming's better i i don't want to like upload my videos to youtube after the fact so much maybe there can be both yeah i'm sure there is but yeah does it also record like you know like um what is that like like the what people are saying and stuff like that, like in like live chat and everything. I mean, can imagine that that it. would be well. If there fantastic. is a live chat, live chat where? Well, oh, you mean recording like, like, what your friends are saying? Yeah, 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 like I mean, like ah, yes, that, that would, would be, actually be that would be, that would be fantastic. That'd be a good for, addition. Like, you know, cleaning up Xbox Live, I think. Yeah, that yeah. would that would <laughs> that would be very interesting. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, and and also one other thing about these features to remember is we don't know what's like updatable, what's patchable, and right. maybe Microsoft announces Sony's like, oh yeah, it's a good idea, let's do that. Right. Or vice versa. It's um, still early. Anyway, um, you can upload those videos directly to social sites, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sources also tell Polygon, yes, it will indeed have a form of always-on requirement uh, that is to support non-gaming entertainment applications like streaming video service, but also possible anti-piracy tool. Pizza Hut. <laughs> a, I don't understand how streaming video services needs or could use always on. But anyway, they're saying basically that publishers will be able to decide if their games can require an internet connection to be played like once or all the time or whatever. Yeah. So that it's, takes the heat off them then. It's like choose your own. It takes a lot of DRM. heat off of the whole debate, I think, in general. I mean, I think still. Well, that's assuming that the Xbox itself isn't required to have an online connection though, right? Right. I mean, we yeah. don't really know yet. Yeah, that, that that that's assuming this is saying that possibly that is a publisher uh, decision that, that per a game and not the system itself. Just to turn on would not need to be on or whatever. I mean that that brings up that possibility. So if so, I mean I still think it's like okay, you still have to prove something to me over the PS3 on games. But I could see games, especially like MMOs and stuff like that. Where that would make more sense for it to check each well, I mean, time it would be, you started it. It would have to be that way because you need to be online to play. Well, the yeah, game. if it's an exactly. online only game, then fine, whatever. That's not you know. Right. But the, the, the big deal is when you're playing games that you don't have to be online like and they require you to be online, like most games. I mean, but uh, would publishers, if they don't have this option to do it on PS3, four, four, would they still enable it in the? Let's say you're EA and you're bringing out like SimCity. Would you, first of all, after what happened with that, would you still make it a require that connection on the consoles? Hopefully not. And two, would you do it when no matter what, you're not going to be able to do it to all your SKUs? You're not going to be able to do it to your PS4 version? I mean, if I were a company now, I would be looking at an always online game and be like, eh, not so much after the SimCity thing. Uh like if I'm sure there there's probably, you know, it's a weird thing to say that this is a requirement because any game could be like, yeah, we have a login screen. It's no longer right. It's well, yeah, this is basically 
very different from the always on potentially from the always on requirement if it's a per game thing it's right. meant to deter piracy but is piracy really big on consoles apparently it sort is of. yeah but i mean even then like dude it's gonna happen as soon or later someone's gonna crack it and it's not gonna be an issue for them but it will be for us and it'll further drive the point home that this is just a really dumb idea well that recording narc mode sounds even better and better then yeah well, um I mean, other stuff, uh, developers and publishers will be able to add more achievements to a game after launch without the need to add TLC, which is cool because they can respond to things like how the community is playing sure. the game. Yeah, they can also good. add um, you know challenges and weak communal goals, things like get you know ten thousand kills. They've kind of done this already with like play this many hours of Halo. People 3 do this in games already. And get you know a free case of Mountain Dew or whatever, um, <laughs> and a bag of Doritos. And then they're also this part. I'm like, uh, he is like Microsoft playing around with cross reportedly playing around with cross platform achievements as well. Like, hey, play this game on your next gen system, and then also use the companion app <laughs> or website. I can't wait for the buy a bag of Doritos, dude. I scan it with your right connect. here or drinking Seriously. 20 cans of Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. I wrote in on the thing. <laughs> yeah. You know that that is coming. Uh, Fucking code at the bottom of the bag. Yep. Of cool range. And then, and then you get a Dorito bag avatar. Achievements. Item. Became yes. a fat ass. You beat, you beat the halo five boss <laughs> right. and you enter the code at the bottom of the can of Mountain Dew <laughs> and you get the fucking like plasma rifle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Visor. I hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a separate achievement for really beating the game and then beating the game on the do. <laughs> uh, Next Generation Live will not have a cap on the number of friends the person going to have. Thank you. And also, apparently, uh, they're going to allow people to just follow one another rather than like both sides have to be friends. That's, That's log- logical. Logical, inevitable, kind yeah. of like the... Where did they get that idea? Of course, Microsoft had no comment on this stuff. Um, they didn't mention anything about having to pay for Live this time around, did they? It does not. No, but there was a rumor last week that we didn't talk about where there's going, well, supposedly going to be a cheaper SKU, uh, that's a 299 SKU versus the 500 regular SKU that will come with like a two year live That's an old rumor, though. There's a lot of. Well, this one was posted by Paul Throat, who we'll probably get into in a little bit. Okay. Um, So I kind of put a little bit more faith into it. Sure, sure. Well, I I mean, even even like some other tech reporters have been reporting that for a while that it was going to be like a subscription service and or the other thing is like, Potentially, like cable providers are going to be, you're going to be signing up for like a two year subscription to whoever right. Comcast and getting one. There's some kind of subscription model is the big, lots of smoke happening to that. Right? Uh, maybe there's some fire to it. We'll find out. Well, that makes a lot of sense, especially in America with all the other stuff they want to they want to offer in the living room. You know, <laughs> right? Um, apparently, uh, it's also getting a hell of an exclusive. This is a uh, Kotaku. Dot com story friend of the show Stephen Totillo uh, reporting that the long-awaited first game from Respawn Entertainment. These are the guys that used to head up Call of Duty and then split in the big lawsuit and all that right. jazz is going to be exclusive to next-gen Xbox, according to two unrelated sources familiar with the game. Yeah. This would be an EA game. It would be a console exclusive, kind of a big deal because it's the ex Call of Duty guys. Um, they have some uh, details potential details about the game and the story. It's kind of like a sci-fi setting. Um, 
it, this also, by the way, it backs up that uh, that always online kind of thing, right. or at least that option. Right. Um. Ba 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 ba. Basically, what is the massive or no? What was it uh, called? The name that um, Titan. Titan, right? And so there's like apparently like these big Titan guys climbing right, around, right. but it's also like little soldiers, humans versus robots. Yeah. Pacific Rift. Not style. a bad idea. I mean, the concept itself sounds interesting. The way they described it in the Kotaku story, anyway. Right. Multiplayer focus, which makes sense for these guys, that it would be something like that. I mean, it would be a pretty big deal. It's new IP, so who knows what would happen? But I mean, it's a big coup to yeah. get an exclusive with these guys. It's telling, though. It's telling of a number of things, right? Like to me, it's telling that it's basically saying. And Kotaku alluded to this in the story too. So it's not like I got this some of this from this story. But I mean, what I took away from this is Microsoft probably doesn't have enough content you know on the platform themselves so they're willing to shell out because you've you got to think about it how much money is something that kind of exclusive going to cost that's got to be mega money hat man that is right. not cheap they must they would be asking for to, to prevent them from going on another platform especially right. when they don't even know which platform is going to come out on top big, what it, that's, big time money that's what it seems like but it has happened before where it seemed that way with like the Capcom 5 on GameCube and it turns right. out that, that not another, really that it was, was a co-marketing thing or like the the uh, uh what's his name creators on PS4 exclusive braid uh, Jonathan blows right. uh, game the witness the witness where yeah. it's like actually no it's just like a sweetheart deal like these guys are in bed so maybe Microsoft is going to give them co-marketing on all this kind of stuff or that sort of thing I mean a game like but think about it this is the game this is the follow-up this is essentially like the spiritual you know kind of Gaiden the side successor to call of duty from like the call but of it's duty not, people though. No, no, but it is. Well, it why, why isn't it? Because it's got like fucking robots and shit. No, that doesn't mean anything, dude. It's the peop- It's basically the guys who made Call of Duty making their next game. You know, that's the kind of built-in audience for that game is like gigantic. You know, the online, the online like communities are are tremendous for those games. It's like eight million players. I think. Or I like think that. it's like a case of for Call of Duty. I think Call of Duty players play Call of Duty, and I think they're gonna look at this and be like robots. Whatever. But we're getting we're getting <laughs> sidetracked. This is like a weird thing. So I mean, this basically would be like another Gears of War deal. It's not it's not unheard of. It's not right. weird. It's not, you know, it is basically like a potentially I see this as having the, potential, of War deal. the potential to be uh, more along the Call of Duty than Gears of War. Like Gears of War is not mass appeal the way Call of Duty was. You know what I mean? Like to me, it seems like just to give up the whole PlayStation audience. Gears of War is pretty mass pretty appeal. Fucking mass appeal. Uh, the audience for Gears of War, how much money does that make on online versus Call of Duty? It's like not even a tenth of Call. Well, of anyway, Duty. let's so let's well, go back to one one other interesting part about this is the kind of this the always on aspect to it would be like you are contributing to a larger kind of overall battle being waged on a grand scale one of our sources said with players picking between two massive factions with all of their experience in the game counting towards the progress of their faction like evil unicorns and rainbow unicorns so wait sure. this sounds what like a little bit like planet side maybe sort of like that uh multiplayer would support 16 players but that respawn would add ai controlled characters make the action more frenetic and to give novice players a greater chance to yeah. score some kills so i this lines up with stuff that i have heard about ea doing exclusives again yeah, and, right. and also a more general kind of wink wink nudge nudge glance glance that people have been doing about some third party exclusives happening well, so if it's not this game i do think like ea has something in mind but this is kind of sounding like legit to me right you know who's got to be excited about this bungie like because basically they're going to have the playstation all of themselves with destiny if this is really going to be only on xbox like 
if you're because that's the game that's competing against these guys, right? Basically, what's but the other giant budget? But I don't know. They're, I don't know. They I, are because yeah, one yeah. is a shooter audience, and one they'll is have a, the PlayStation all themselves, basically. Yeah. Mm. I would be excited if I were those guys if this were turned out to that be it's true. the only uh, yeah, that it, they have one less giant competitor on this entire new like, no that's a, that's that's a that's a totally fair point that that basically the ne- the game from respawn is only going to be on on Xbox yeah I mean anybody this, who's timing in the PS3 launch window like I think or PS4 kind of, well, <laughs> this news to me kind of highlights I think basically what what Microsoft strategy has been for the the next Xbox it's just that. Do they want to lock up like third-party developers basically to to fill up, I suppose, games for their for the next system? Because coming into to PS4, I think what the story that came out of that actually was that you know they're now the indie darling, right? Like all the indies are there, right? Mm-hmm. What is what is Microsoft doing? Focusing on like big third-party developers. To, they're basically double downing on AAA. on AAA. Yeah, it'd be interesting if that's <laughs> double downing. what it. I'm talking about the Kentucky Fried Chicken Sandwich. If that's if, if that's how if that's how it's sussed out, that would be kind of interesting. That Microsoft is betting on the fact that the AAA and Sony Sony I think is is doing that more as a fact of like the people that they have there. Well, and I think I actually so the Adam Boyle's guy has given interviews recently where he is talking about that it is part of a larger like corporate strategy. So I, I take that back actually. That is something that I think Sony is. Sony really needs like a one Minecraft, or they need something like yeah. their one breakout hit to really turn the tables. But if Microsoft continues what they're doing, sewing up like Call of Duty content first, Bethesda RPG DLC first, right? If they establish themselves as the shooter yeah. first person <coughs> major game platform, yeah, I don't know. Even in the case of something like Bungie, too, all they have to do is basically sign a deal with them to say, look, give us DLC first, exclusivity for like half a year, we're good, create some money. Yeah, so one of the things they announced at the, I think this was kind of a little bit misreported maybe, is that that Destiny has this, that Sony gets first crack at Destiny DLC, and then that could talk a story. I don't think that's really true. I think they said that PS4 is going to get its own Destiny stuff, but it's not necessarily getting stuff first from microsoft it might be a matter of where it's like these characters go to xbox right, right. these characters go to ps4 it. yeah that's how i took it as well yeah um, i think i mean I think there's there's a lot of things to consider like first person shooter fatigue i think a lot of people are feeling it i think i agree i, agree. I think when this thing is finally shown and i'm guessing it's going to be at this may 21st thing i'm curious to see if people in the press or in just like the general gaming community really ends up giving a shit i well i, I what i will say is by the end of next generation First-person shooters. It'll be interesting to see where they stand, right? Because oh. I think we're at like a tipping point. Uh, first-person games, yes, absolutely. <laughs> first-person games with guns, okay, yeah. But first-person shooters, like they exist now, right? I fucking hope in seven years there's <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's kidding. gone somewhere. One, one, other, we got to keep moving though. Sorry, guys. one last thing to note: uh, EA wasn't at the Sony press conference. Yes, we noted what's, that. Yeah, what's gonna fact. What's gonna happen to Madden? Uh, it's gonna be nothing. on everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But do you think they're gonna show like Xbox's lead platform for Madden at their press conference? I think that they will be blowing the shit out of EA at the Microsoft. Yeah. If this is legit, EA will get on stage. They will show Madden. They will show a fucking <laughs> soccer game. Peter Moore is gonna come out, with and a they tattoo. will show this stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you have to remember his chest is just gonna be like a, <laughs> like Xbox a, logo. Yeah. Is, is the new boxing game gonna be like UFC? 
Yeah. God damn. Um, you have to remember too, Sony doesn't Sony I mean another reason Sony is doing this whole indie thing too is let's to be totally honest, they don't have the money. Sony can't afford to buy like respawn's next game or whatever. They well, have been they kinda do now. They've got they doubled their profits this year. That yeah, but that doesn't that just means they sold a lot of stuff and actually didn't lose as much as they used to. <laughs> well, they don't have a lot of money. They're hurting for money. All right, we we, we keep moving because we yes. we got uh, not too much time left and a lot of Nintendo news to get through. So yes, uh a lot of blitz and blabs and this and that and the other thing. Nintendo skipping E3 2013 press conference. JJM cry. Uh, as a brand new challenge, we are working to establish a new presentation tile for E3, specifically focused on our software lineup for the U.S. market. So basically, they're going to have a closed event for American distributors and another hands-on event for the Western gaming media. A, they've had those always. That's not the, yes. anything new. People talking about that like that's something new. They always had... The investor talk after the presentation, and they always yep. have had a thing for the gaming press. Um, but basically, they're going to use Nintendo Directs and other things like that instead of it. I think this is sad, but I mean, I can't really blame them. I guess I totally think this is the only their only choice. What? Why would it be their only choice? <laughs> because you are Nintendo. You go to E3 2013 and you show next last gen games. You may show Zelda, whatever, but like you've got Sony and Microsoft showing off brand new hardware. How is it any worse than... Because if you're there and you look like shit, it's way worse than not going there and just showing a couple of your games, uh, cool, interesting games on Nintendo Direct. You don't think a guy who's going to write like, yeah, and by contrast, Nintendo looked like crap is not going to write... Nintendo didn't even fucking show up. It's not. It's that's not, not going to be that. I don't that, think though. that's as bad though. I mean, even if even if I, I they were already saying that now because I yeah. mean they kind of diluted it by doing it now. It's sort of like giving up the fight before even getting into it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I think tactical retreat. I, I think I think they. I think it was tact. Yeah, of course it was. It was definitely their strategy. But I think they just knew that they weren't going to. Let's not go to E three. It's a silly place. It, it, you, you can try to look at it at, from the company perspective <laughs> and be like, well, they're trying to save money or they're already reaching so many people with Nintendo Direct. Blah blah yeah. blah. But like that's not the people they need to reach anyway. They need to pe- reach the people who don't watch. Nintendo, yeah, direct, right? You know? Nintendo, well, I mean, exactly. they're going to be going for that, but I think, like, you were saying, like, you know, people were right. Well, and in contrast, Nintendo, there's going to be, like, if Nintendo showed up and showed, you know, well, what they're, they they're, would normally show, they are showing stuff. It's going to be pretend. article after article of just, like, what the fuck was Nintendo thinking? So, how is it better that they're instead of showing whatever they're going to show in a, in, a, in, a, in a presentation hall where the people there are present, that they show it in a video presentation how because are people we know, still not going to say we know what to expect from nintendo contrast. direct and we know what to expect from nintendo direct and up until now we've been pretty i mean judging by the this podcast pretty pleased with what they've been doing with nintendo direct oh yeah i think i think, I think they it's go brilliant there yeah and they show some good stuff and, and like do what they normally do like if people aren't in the mindset of they gotta fucking knock it out of the park it's e3 baby do or die you know, yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. You're skipping ahead to our E3, E3 podcast, I know. JJ. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is like that, though, is it not? It is like that. But it isn't, though. It doesn't have to be. So Nintendo so, so lowers the, the bar. At the time when two other people are going to be saying, here's what to spend your money on this fall. Right. Spend it on this. Spend it on this. If that's not do or die time for the Wii U. Because they're going to be doing it all year. It's gonna. It's not going to be like a big buildup. And a release. It's going to mm-hmm. be like, hey, Nintendo Direct. It's going to be like business as usual for them, I think. Well, so you Definitely don't interesting, think not showing up is a mistake? You think doing a Nintendo Direct is just is serving? The- I think, yeah, I think, I think, like, you know, it's just going to be a bloodbath if they show up. <laughs> but it, how is it going to be now, them doing it at Nintendo Direct? I just think it's going to be like, okay, well, Nintendo's got their own thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like JJ said, like they've always done what they've, I mean, Nintendo has a history of like, yeah, we're not going to play that game. We're just going to go do something else. Sure, they marched to their own drummer. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. I think, and they're showing that right now. There's a lot, a lot to be said to being able to control like, you know, the message and, and how it, everything gets out. You can't control a lot of what goes on at E3. I mean, who knows what's going to happen there. But, that, there's a lot of unknown there, I think, and but, that they just don't want to step into that. Yeah, well, so I guess just to leave that lie and follow what up question. What about you? What do you think? <laughs> I, I think I think I think it's obvious what I think, which is I think it's a mistake to not to not show up. Um, I think the the people who are in the room, the writers for you know your USA Today's and stuff like that. There are other ways to get that coverage. Like yeah, totally. USA Today usually comes out beforehand and stuff like that. However, I think it's a perception thing, and I think not showing up to E three is kind of a dick move and i think no i mean seriously, I, can see that. I can see that you know what i mean it's it's like wait does nintendo not even care like all i'm hearing about is xbox and ps4 stuff right now and it's like if i want the nintendo stuff i have to go through the like nintendo approved nintendo maniac channels and they're no longer like I trying real hard like now is not the time to abandon the most like mass media friendly methods now is the time to like push those harder so like if if anything they should do an e3 show and do it stuff that's not necessarily going to appeal to me but stuff that's going to move the system to get developers to start to make it sounds like you really think it's going to make a difference though like if they come out that morning i I don't know what's going to happen but if they come out that morning uh with like a nintendo direct and they show like a metroid prime 4 you don't think the whole industry is going to flip over and like just that's all they're going to talk about and it's going to be the same effect as if they had a press conference totally might not make any difference at all i'm just Mm. I mean, do the press conferences like they're not? Are they really that covered in you know mass media? Like, I think like I mean, game- to be honest, to be honest, one of the Nintendo press conferences a couple of years ago, a lot of people were in a room looking Watching at a TV it on a monitor. monitor. <laughs> right. I mean, like, so what, it's kind of the same thing. However, <laughs> what really matters is when Reggie goes on USA Today in the morning or the Today no, Show in no, the morning. No, no. What matters, and here's what I think they're discounting, and here's what might end up mattering, but I don't know how you like measure it and quantify it. Throughout the course of the next year now, in a lot of technology writers' press, it's going to be writing stuff about Wii U and also writing stuff about Xbox, going to be writing stuff about anything and these are thousands of people basically every major outlet mm. in their minds nintendo is kind of boop falling back one lower they're like okay they're not trying or they're not up against these guys they're like doing their own blue ocean thing which they kind of are but they are also kind of not right like like mm. well right if they re- if they are relegating wii u to be the nintendo first party system that's basically kind of what I feel like they're signaling with this thing. And I think that that's ultimately not a good thing for Wii U. Now, yeah, does it matter? Is it going to like, you know, really, is it worth the, like the hubbub of what happened? I mean, I'm kind of surprised that it's even turned into this because I, I didn't feel as passionately about it as most of the people seem to on Twitter and yeah. stuff like that. But I, I do think that perception matters and mindshare matters and, and these kind of little things in the heads of of, of influencers and people who – I think that the, the conversation now of E3, even if they show that stuff on the Nintendo Directs and, and stuff like that, I think they're not going to get the impact that they get when they have a fucking kick-ass 
live in-person press conference right and again like though they've had i mean before. but they, but like they sometimes have then again last year's press conference was a total dud and like true but if, if the nintendo direct if if the press conference would have been a, a dud, bunch of french guys but basically i guess my main thing is <laughs> if the press conference would have been a dud the nintendo direct is going to be a dud and vi- it would have been a dud it will be a dud and vice versa if the nintendo direct is awesome then they could have made a just as well yeah. awesome live right movie. i think it's just like the lowered expectations will make you not think that Nintendo is in such a bad They're going to bring it. Right. I see what you're saying. Well, we'll see. Other Nintendo stuff, um, they're kind of signaling. They talked about this before, but free-to-play subscriptions and micropayments might be possible on a lot of download stuff. A lot of this stuff came out from an investor meeting and a QA that happened with WADA. You can read it all uh, online. The English translation is up right now. I can definitely say that Nintendo will make new offers that go well beyond simply replacing packaged software with digital software said uh, Nintendo president Satoru Iwata, who uh, also they're going to start using Suica e-money cards here in Japan. Hell yes. Which is awesome. Wait, so for what? For it's like buy stuff. But how? How you would you use this? Because they hold it close to your Wii pad. No way, really? Your yeah. Whoa, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. You use the NFC. So Suica right. is something that you use as a train pass and also can use in convenience stores and yes. vending machines here in Japan. Whoa. Uh, America really needs some. You can use them everywhere like here. Totally. Taxi. It's it's, it's almost store. like what the so debit card is awesome. in America. But so you, awesome. It's right. not connected to your bank account. But it's an NFC thing. So it's so, better. Yeah. Some well, like easier, gas stations say. and stuff in America have them and yeah. other places. But anyway. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, other Nintendo stuff that came out of that. Um, Iwata well, they, is taking over the U.S. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how big of a deal that that got like a shitload of attention. Well, because it was like there was a brief moment of confusion where it was like, "Oh fuck, what happened to Reggie?" Right. Or is Reggie okay? Did you want to get demoted? Tell What's me going he's okay. on? Right, right. But it turns out he's like he's like now the president of everything under the sun. He's filling in the X U S. Uh, this news story we have Kimishima, it in here somewhere. Kimi, I forget his name. It's in there. So but it's now okay. like coming back to Japan and going on to the board of directors, and a couple guys are retiring. Yeah. So to me, it sounded like he was just taking uh, over. Probably in like an interim while they found somebody else, but I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't word it that way. Anyway, it sounds like it's. It sounds like they said he will assume his responsibility. It's a streamlining sort of thing where, like, now Nintendo of America has direct access to. Apparently, he's going to be spending more time in the U.S. and stuff too. Yeah, he's like, I sleep two hours a night. I don't (laughs) need to sleep two hours. Basically, you wanted half hour. Now you wanted basically. He's just he got like you know he loves being in front of the camera. He wants to do the U.S. Nintendo Direct too. (laughs) Oh, I I was that was what it's all about. He just wanted beachfront property and. Um, other Nintendo stuff. Um, yeah. So they announced kind of as part of this, you can now browse the Miiverse from PC and mobile devices uh, and Vitas, although not for 3DS. Yeah. I forgot my password. I couldn't log in. I don't even Oops. remember. <laughs> I logged in and then really? I never looked at it again. The thing is, you can only browse it now. You can't like accept friends or make right. messages or stuff. It's it's still in beta. It'll have its own app later too. They said starting out, right. it's just going to be a web. The thing, thing right. is, like this is still useless without the game to play. Like I, I don't need to check the Miiverse without something to be playing on it. So. Um, I admit I got tired of the Miiverse after a, like, like a couple of weeks, probably because of that same reason. There's not like when I was playing Mario, it was really interesting to go back and see what people were drawing and saying about my comments and things. Yeah. But then like I haven't really played much since. So right. Mm. Earthbound creator. Speaking of the Miiverse and people spamming it with requests for Earthbound, and that actually happened. Um, people then were uh, starting to uh, talk to 
excuse me, Mother, which is Earthbound in Japan, uh, series creator Shigesato Itoi, who's done a lot of other stuff here. We talked about it on the show before. Yeah, I'll call him a friend of the show. Why he, not? He, uh, um, <laughs> anyway, people were asking him uh, to consider making Mother 4, and he responded on Twitter simply moody uh, so actually the the, the article moody from polygon um it, it it's a little bit of a mistranslation the guy is asking what can i do like uh tell me how i can get you to make mother four and he just basically says you can't no right <laughs> right that that is impossible yeah yeah so yeah exactly that's that's a very good way of uh, of putting it um uh, related news, I guess. Retro. You're living, you're living Mother Four right now. That's it's, it's an ARG. Yeah. Uh, Mother Three fan translator site is offering like a free script to Nintendo, which is like ridiculous because we said we would do it if they paid us. <laughs> so, <laughs> why would they ever take it from a free uh, whatever studio? I can't yeah. imagine Nintendo taking them up on that because no, it would. Dude, like, they get it, that it offer. Do that, Are you dude. kidding? They get that offer. I mean, this is a guy. What he, he's actually a pro translator. Works for Funimation. Um, apparently the localizations I mean the translations pretty, done, pretty, pretty well done yeah, yeah I, I played, played I played a little bit of it and it's actually quite good I had the strategy guide based on it and it seemed yeah, it yeah, seemed very good yeah the .net one yeah. yeah but if they took it that would like validate those efforts of basically doing something that's kind of illegal you it know? would be nice a little for bit. once for Nintendo to do that as long as they're not charging like, money for it I don't think the, it's du- the dude also said right. that he would retranslate the game for free if yes. they wanted to do that yeah. so desperate desperate Earthbound fans dude it's a it's a it's a good cause. Uh, another good cause is Retro Studios' next game, which apparently is going to be shown in the, quote, not-so-distant future, next a.k.a. Sunday E3, E3, I hope. What's la, that? La, la. What was that? Sorry, that's Mystery Science Theater. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Tomonachi Collection is selling good so far. We talked about a little bit. 400,000 first week. So far, so good. Yeah. Um, Wii U update? You guys all update your Wii U's? I did. Yep. It downloaded fast, but man, fucking installing it took forever. The whole thing took forever. I can't wait till the future where that is a thing of the past. I do not want to be installing and spending all this time downloading shit. It's so annoying. So you can do that now because, well, actually, because downloading updates in the background part of the thing, if you start downloading a thing, you can turn your system off. That actually works. And it will continue downloading, which is great. Yep. Uh, also sped up the load times a third faster. Polygon still, did some still comparison. Still a little too slow. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But but definitely better than before. Is but it going gonna, to be continuing to get better? Or? Yes. There's oh. another update in the summer that's going to improve speed even more. Okay. So. Uh, undo redo button being added to the Miiverse drawing input screen, which is probably something that people cool. who draw that stuff is good. You can copy data between USB drives. You can boot right that's to the great. Wii uh, part of the system by holding down B. Also smart. Um, yeah, a bunch of these little things. Um, the speed is the only thing I really care about. Um, background downloads, I guess, will be nice as well. Eventually, yeah. Uh, other Nintendo news related, but not exactly. Well, I, I guess we'll talk about this real fast too. The Wii U Virtual Console thing went live. Yeah. Only eight games, which people we just, dude. The lineup of games about. is just really. What are you saying? Ice Climber is not uh, the new hotness. I, I think. I think that the press maybe they just don't care, and that's why. But someone in the, in the press needs to really get up in their face and ask why is there only like eight games on Chris Virtual Caller. Console? But dude, why is there not six hundred games on Virtual Console on day didn't one? Did you see Twitter? Like they were. That's what everyone was saying. Yeah, to each other. No one's saying it to Nintendo. Like go. I, you know, they probably don't want to waste their questions with Reggie on stuff like this. But I mean, well, this one is thing a legit I think question that needs is to be asked. you don't just outlaw everything at once, right? I mean, there's a reason 
there's a reason to maybe make it new games or whatever, but you don't, I mean, you can't no, promote you or get your but mind. they don't promote it anyway. They don't do it anyway. Like, what well, are they? but even, I say promote, but even announcing, here, these 10 games are coming out this week. That gets a story sure, on sure. every no, single No, I'm not saying they shouldn't do that, but it's already there. clear they're just doing the same thing they did before, but which still, is the weeks, basically nothing. The, the, the weeks after uh, Virtual Console came out in Japan, there was... Yeah. Three games, and then next week, another three games. But that's better than America. And they should at least yeah, have a couple still. of AAA games in there instead of going starting back at day one. They're doing it the Japanese style. They're being like super anal about it and like going through the catalog yeah. from like 1983 on. Ne- next like, week, we people get, don't want that. We get three random Kirby games next week. How uh, do you announce Link to the Past 2 and not put Link to the Past on the virtual console? Because like, they're the waiting week? for Link to the Past 2 to should be out. there now. Everybody yeah. would buy it. So another uh, more nostalgic, awesome, interesting Nintendo uh, news. A uh, friend of the show, Kevin Gifford, who has a new podcast that everybody should check out. <laughs> Fun! I just like saying that. Called Simply That. Fun. F-U-N. Uh, not related to the hot band of that name that <laughs> Kevin Gifford probably doesn't even realize um, right. is just getting popular. Now, um, uh, it was about game, video game music. Yeah, and he does some some pretty deep cuts, and they're pretty good. Yes, and it's uh, he's he's a limited time only thing. He's gonna do it like eight episodes, maybe or something oh, really? like that. Oh, that's too bad. But um, magweasel.com, you can find his stuff. Um, definitely check that out. I'm sure it's up on iTunes um, by now. Yep. Anyway, he mentioned about this uh, interview that Masayuki Uemura did. He was the chief hardware designer for a bunch of Nintendo's old consoles um, in Weekly Playboy magazine in Japan. Really? Yeah, to commemorate the Famicom's 30th anniversary. JJ reads that magazine. All the time. For the articles. So this, uh, yeah. is, this is awesome. Weekly Playboy is different from Playboy Playboy, though, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's not yeah. related to that. You should check out the whole interview because there's a lot of interesting stuff about about the system. But I think one of the real interesting things, and this is something that Kevin Gifford had repeated, is the conventional wisdom about the colors right. of the Famicom, which are the 8.4 kind of unofficial colors right. as well. Right. Um, kind of a – he calls it here a garish white and red color scheme. I thought it was very classy. Um, but anyway, all the conventional wisdom was that those were the cheapest colors of plastic available right. in bulk at the time. We might have even talked about that we on did. our we did. NES retrospective. Okay, podcast. Go check that out if you haven't heard it. Uh, it's a good one. Kevin was here for that. Uh, but uh, Uemura emphatically denied this in an interview. Really? He said, quote, that's actually an error. It's the opposite, in fact, because originally we were going for a cheap steel casing for the unit, but it was too flimsy, so we had to switch to a stronger plastic. The dark red color, this is awesome, was simply yeah. an order from the president. That's your pimp Yamuchi. and mine. Yeah. Yes, Hiroshi Yamuchi. He had his dark red scarf that he liked to wear a lot. <laughs> it was just a color that he liked. Yeah. For an executive like him, the external design is one of the easier ways to put his mark on the project, so to speak. That's the truth of it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's right. I believe it because we've heard, oh, I've heard stories about Yamauchi where it's just yeah. like the way he made some decisions was pretty amazing. Like, wow. That There's is also amazing. a cool thing about the name, you know, Famicom and how it got adapted and, and how his that? wife actually thought of that. Said, so, you should just call it Famicom. That's what people are going to call it anyway. And he's told that to his boss, and his boss is like, I don't even know what that means. We're going to call it Family Computer. Really? Yeah. And then it just became Famicom. And then it just became Famicom anyway. Wow. Yamuchi wears the crimson uh, scarf while he's slapping babies. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now we, now, now we can tell people our logo is based off a scarf that you know, That's right. That's right. Used to Eight four colors were inspired by Yamuchi. A scarf by Yamuchi. Other crazy retro news Sega Pluto prototype, uh, reviewed by a former employee. Uh, Dorito this, you can see it. Uh, this guy, KidVid666, also 
It's too bad the Neptune never leaked like that. Remember the Neptune? The yeah. one they made with, the, what was it? It was a 32X? No, was it Genesis? I think that a, is somewhere, actually. It was Genesis a 32 32X. They made it, but they never, it never, I don't think it ever got out. Really? Did it? I, would, or would I kind of yeah. thought that it would have. There's but pictures, but I think they're, some are fake, though. No, anyway, yeah, no. this is a big ass Saturn with a modem in it. A guy apparently bought one for a dollar, which I kind of don't believe now. It may the more been, I think about it, that's like that's a little too good of a story. He probably got it from somebody who worked at Sega wasn't supposed to uh, give it to him or something. Maybe he has to say that so it sounds like he didn't I, steal it. I was thinking <laughs> right. it was exactly, another right? I was thinking it was another like storage wars situation where they bought like a, <laughs> that was actually probably in all with all my stuff. Yeah. Which by the way, a lot of people ask about that story. I'll tell that in an upcoming episode. I guess I, I thought I'd laid that out, but maybe I haven't. Uh what else? Other Nintendo stuff? Shinji Mikami, The Evil Within, starting to reveal that. Uh, the trailer looks good. Yeah. It, it, for a live action thing, too. I am excited. Which normally I would not be yeah. about at all. I like what he's Actually saying. Actually looks scary. You like how he said real survival? survival yeah, horror. like that, saying yeah, the right stuff. Up. The king is spoken. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, speaking out, Splinter Cell's popularity is held back by its complexity, says Ubisoft Toronto boss. That's uh, Jade Raymond. And I think she's right. I don't know yeah. if any of you guys played some of the old Splinter Cells, but yes. especially multiplayer. I could never get into it. Yeah, the best like and it. worst thing about it is the controls were insane. I think it used like the white and black button on the original <laughs> Xbox controller, which was like nothing used that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was the great thing about it too. But I wouldn't exactly call it complex so much as just it's a trial and error game. Convoluted. Well, yeah. I, the controls had a lot of, I mean, you could even look over shoulder this way or that way. It was, it was deep. Um, Let's see what else. Monster Hunter Online free to play game has both old and new monsters. We knew that, but we didn't know it was free to play. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the, okay. That's the, that's the news. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to take another shit on it while I, we're? No, I. I think. Mark, don't worry. I, I know what I'm talking about. Everybody really else will understand once they see <laughs> weird it. about it. All right. Dragon's Dogma update. Maybe corrupting files, preventing saves. More of a PSA. Yeah, uh, I guess Dorito that. Uh, but an amazing localization, I hear. Yeah, it oh. was great. EA Partners probably closing. Surprise, surprise. Bummer. Wonderful One is going to be short, focusing on replayability. Kamiya put his foot in his mouth on Twitter again. <laughs> again. Fucking shocker yeah. there. <laughs> and like they, they act like they're surprised every time. Right. Like, oh, oh, did we say something wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I? Oh, you can't see my face, but I'm making like a little like little Bo Peep. Like, oh, did I, did I make a boo-boo? <laughs> oh, how did that happen? Oh, like, what the fuck, guys? Like, at least no. When I saw that, it's like, yeah. okay, here comes Shitstorm. Right. Guess what? Shitstorm blew in. Well, to be fair, you know, they're the, apologizing, and Abba's back out there but, explaining yeah, the stuff that are like looks like Kamiya did it again. Yeah. I mean, at least he's yep, admitting yep, it. Yep. That was. I cool wonder thing. if they like sit in meetings and plan these kind of things. I don't know. If they're smart, they be well. Not not in this particular case, <laughs> yeah. actually, because the message it was mismanaged. The message shouldn't be a bad message. It should be this is a game that is going to be more focused on right. replayability and not a short single player. I wonder who well, that's that tweet what for happens when you well he he translates his own tweets. He writes oh, really? his tweets in English, but yeah. that's kind of the problem, you know. Yeah. Like, you know it's a little harder to be I mean I'm glad he's doing it, but you know after anyway. it's like this happened. Um EA did have some layoffs. Sad to, uh, to hear that about those guys. Uh we wish them the best. Pizza Hut launching an app on 360. Just one comment about this article. Xbox Pizza. On 360. Xbox Pizza. I I love in this article from uh, Polygon, um, there's a quote. Uh, Hrib, the guy, I don't know how to fucking say this name. Larry Herb. 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 I've never heard of him <laughs> before. Called him no, Major Neil Scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the guy. No, no. This is the guy. Uh, 
Major it's Nelson. Major Nelson. Oh, is it Major? Oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so the company, the company isn't talking about next gen yet. Like really, a Pizza Hut next gen app, whatever. Just, oh, what people were asking him. Yeah. Oh, what about next gen? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Journey, Mega Man, Silent Hill composers join forces on World One Two album. You yeah, about this? yeah, this album's actually out now, and I've listened to uh, the uh, so Robokick on Twitter. Um, uh, Koopa, what do they call themselves? Koopa Soundworks. Yeah, um, sent us a copy early, and it's actually really good. Um, totally, I recommend it. I think it's ten bucks, maybe. Um, it's on Bandcamp as of today. It's called World One Two. It's got tracks from like um, the Journey guy. Uh, uh, Yamaoka, uh, the guy who did NES Ninja Gaiden, yeah. which, if you don't remember, has amazing music. Steve yes, Perry, the Journey um, guy? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Which yeah. is like I wish. Uh, and Manami yeah. Matsumai, who's the composer of Mega Man 1, who composed the song where, like, you know, when the, the building's going up and Mega Man's at the top on Mega, Mega Man, Man 2. 2? That, that's her. No shit. Yeah, and she has, uh, she has a track on here as well. That's um, good stuff. Because all the, the early Mega Man games were different composer for 1 and 2. and Yeah, 2 is mostly someone else, but okay. she had, like, two tracks in it. She did Airman's theme, too, I, I believe. just listening really? today. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. And um, uh, these guys actually uh, had told us, they wrote to tell us that they were inspired by our album, which came out last year, uh, cool. the Sorcery Cynthian Remix album. Steps, um, so seven sorcery songs surrounded by <laughs> something in F, <laughs> which is also still available um, on yes, iTunes and Bandcamp, and also fucking awesome. JJ will put the link in the show notes this week. Um, <laughs> but, but this album, um, uh, yeah, definitely recommend it now that I've actually heard the whole thing. It's really good. Okay. Awesome. So uh, I guess that's about it. We're going to wrap it up a little bit, keep it nice and tight, like those controls. Um, uh, Other wrap-up things, I guess. Are there any shout-outs or things we want to give people? Listen to Player Um, One Podcast. Listen to, actually, Life Well Wasted, which had a new episode recently, but I was going back and listening to older ones, and that fucking show was just so good. Retronauts. Retronauts, yes. They made their goal. They made their goal, their Kickstarter goal. Excellent. Coming back. Friend of the show, Mr. Ray Barnholt, also made his goal. Going to be coming here to Tokyo. Maybe we'll drag him onto the podcast. Totally. Next yeah. month to do some of the interviews for his uh, new magazine, uh, new edition of his magazine, Scroll. Uh, was scroll mag dot... Scroll.org scroll scroll or something? No, scroll.vg. Scroll.vg. Did you put that in the show notes? Just to redo it. <laughs> and, but but uh, it's focusing on uh, Boku no Natsuyasumi, like my summer vacation. It actually inspired me. Maybe I will over Golden Week. I really want to play one of those games. Yeah, I've never actually played one. My funny yeah, thing. Something my, tells me playing a PS1 game is going to quickly turn to. made one for my, PS2. My wife's dad played that game. Really? really? That's like the only game he ever played. Whoa. That's really weird. Whoa. And he remember that summer that he killed a man? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, or he found a dead body. Yeah. More like Stand I By Me. So, I guess that's about it. Who wants to tell people all that crap? Uh, you can find us on our website, which we have one. Uh <laughs> 8-4.jp. <laughs> like, uh, we got a website. What yeah. do you got? <laughs> 8-4.jp. Uh, our second home at giantbomb.com. We are on Woo-hoo. iTunes. Search for us, 8-4-play. Ow. Um, and, <laughs> sorry, I hit my elbow. Um, also, we always have a thread on NeoGAF. And please comment there or on Giant Bomb. Or on iTunes. Or on iTunes. We love five-star reviews. Someday we'll start reading them. Uh, and if you're still around and listening, show. uh oh I read them all the time. Oh, you mean read them on the show. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Um if you're still around and listening, follow us on Twitter. Oh yes, we sure. have Twitters. Uh our main Twitter is 84play. Uh I Justin JJ the gaming JJ uh is S P R S K. I am uh, at Mark MacD. That's 
yeah, me. <laughs> Tony, Tony how I guess it's pretty obvious you? I don't have to say at Mark McD for Mark McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Just Got Tony L. Just Tony L. That's all one word. Yeah. And Chris, how do they find you on the tweets? Uh, that's C-C-H-A-R-L-E-S-R-E-E-D, C Charles Reed. And you accept questions about scan, uh, like uh, converters PCB and... PCB 29 yes, RPGs or whatever. All that stuff, because yeah, I'm sure... Pin. Yes, I will try to answer questions <laughs> to the best of my abilities. Use the hashtag 21pin salute. <laughs> uh, and I am John TV. Just to clarify, you can't have spaces in your Twitter handle. I said 21 pin salute. Right? I know, but you, you asked Tony if oh, it was I didn't all one word. I meant oh, like yeah. underscores, you know, dashes. All like. right. On that note, <laughs> I think that's about it. So uh, we're going to be on break. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode, please. Tell a friend. And until next time, new guy, Chris, take us out. Always wanna be with you and make believe with you and be in harmony, harmony. Thanks, JJ. You're welcome. your personality it declares your individuality your goatee is much more than just facial hair your goatee helps fashion your identity our product was created for you introducing the goatee saver the exclusive grooming tool designed to give you the perfect goatee every time you shave men everywhere are discovering how fast and easy the goatee saver makes grooming Simply set to fit your goatee style, secure with mouthpiece, then start shaving. It's shaving perfection made simple. Here's what satisfied customers are saying. It saves time without sacrificing my look. It takes the guesswork out of goatee grooming. It's a perfect shave every time. Faster shave. Fantastic look. The latest in goatee grooming is here. The Goatee Saver. Take one home today.